Sometimes the best conversations are the ones you least expect. And sometimes your worst conversations are the ones that make you laugh the hardest. We're just two friends ruining the art of conversation. I'm Steven. I'm Luke. And you're listening to The Segway. Hey Luke, how's it going, man? Fantastic. How are you, Stephen? Oh, it's uh, today is my Friday, so I am took a vacation day tomorrow, so I have committed that I will sleep all day. That's a that's fantastic. Are your pants already off? Uh, I had to look, <laughs> but I'm wearing shorts, so that's probably good. Well, that's I mean, wearing shorts that um, that could be confusing. Am I wearing pants? Am I not? Are these is this is this underwear or are these cargo shorts? Which ones am I wearing? What is that noise? It sounds like there's a jet plane flying overhead. It's almost as if I live next to an airport, which makes for fantastic recording. Was it really loud? I I wasn't sure if it was an airplane or if your bowels were gurgling. I do have irritable bowel. Um uh, speaking of Luke's rectum. Wait, what? What? What just happened? How's the rectum been treating you? <laughs> I, do you want to hear a poop story? Uh, it's going to be a shitty one, Wait. huh? <laughs> it, they're always shitty. I already <laughs> told you my poop story. I don't need to put it on the air. Steven, what are you doing with your three-day weekend? Well, uh, hanging out with my mother-in-law. Fun. And my father-in-law. They're coming up tomorrow, I think. And then uh, I feel like we live at the pumpkin patch. So it's the season for pumpkin patch. And so I think we're going back to the pumpkin patch. And yeah, that's that's all I know right now. Do you th- Maybe watching some football on Sunday? Nice, nice. Do you think that at some point if you spend enough time at the pumpkin patch, other uh, pumpkin patch goers will start to think that you're like you're an employee, like you're a regular. No, because because employees wear certain colored shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. Pumpkin colored shirts, right? Yeah, and there's so many people. I mean, you went to the pumpkin patch with me last weekend, right? I did. So we all you came up, we hung out, we went to the pumpkin patch together. It's it's a big place. It is. There's lots of people there. It was larger and much more crowded than I would have expected. Yeah, I wasn't lying when I said it's like a big Renaissance festival, huh? It was. It was the Renaissance festival without the Renaissance. So it was a festival with pumpkins. And So it's kind of like a pumpkin festival. Whoa. Man. Yeah, so what's up for your weekend? I think I've got a little bit of free time. I'm going to catch up on some projects and some work. I have to mow the lawn because it looks like a jungle. Um, Yeah. You've seen my yard. I don't take care of my yard very well. Ours is getting kind of ratty too, but the good thing about ours is that our lot is small enough. I can mow it in about 45 minutes. (laughs) 
That's oh, that would be nice. I have, you know what what bugs me is like people that people that get so bugged that your yard is not cut, like people that get upset or are grumpy about yards that aren't uh, aren't trimmed really well. I don't know why that bugs me so much. Maybe maybe it's a vicious cycle. Maybe they're bugging me, bugs them, which bugs me. Well, here's the thing. I think only the people that are bothered by people who are bothered by lawns that aren't cut are people that don't cut their yards. <laughs> wait, wait. So go cut your fucking lawn. I, I don't follow. I don't, I don't understand. You want me to di- draw a diaphragm for you? Uh, Basically, what I'm saying is the reason you're bothered is because you're the offender. So it's it's like the kid in school who blames the teacher and everyone for him getting sent to the principal's office when he kicked his buddy in the head. Yeah, I'm that kid. Do you guys have a Do you guys have an HOA? No. So we do, but but here's the trick of our HOA. Let me tell you about our HOA. I'm okay. going to interrupt you. Uh, our HOA can only be enforced if the person who's filing the complaint pays the legal fees to proceed. So it's the shittiest HOA ever. Hey, we have rules. We don't enforce them unless you pay for your own attorney to do that. That's messed up. Yeah. So I can, my lawn can look however I want. I want, and the, the thing is it'll take long enough for them to process to get, get to like, legal fee land to send me a letter or whatever that I'll have it taken care of. So I'm just not mowing my yard until next spring. That's totally what I would do. <laughs> I was about to say, you were about to say that sounds ideal. That's um, that sounds like a perfect plan without. So since we don't have an, an HOA, I firmly believe that we should just go buy some yard goats and, tie them in our yard and have them take care of the grass naturally. It's, it's environmentally sound. Yeah. Except then you got to take care of the goats. What do you do if it's too cold? What do you do with them all winter? What do you do when you go out of town? You cuddle with them in the winter. Goats are cuddly, right? Uh, there was someone I knew that, uh, took out all of their grass and put rocks in their yard. That big, big, you know, like, pond pebbles or whatever they're called yes that's a luke move for sure i saw i saw a yard that had been replaced with rocks and they painted them green they were green rocks that had replaced all of the grass and i thought that was the most genius idea because then all you have to do is shuffle your rocks you never have to cut your grass i guess you probably have to take care of the weeds yeah so you probably have enough uh uh, what's that stuff called? Um, the weed like kills everything weed killer stuff. Yeah. That if there's any frogs living in your yard, they have three heads now. <laughs> if, if you have a rock yard like that. But by the way, just as a, as a, as a thought, whose idea was it that people should have lawns? Like why, like who woke up is like, I think we need perfectly trimmed grass in our yard. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like why, why is that a measure of, your family's worth and and credibility and and usability in the world usability that's not really but like why does it come from 
it has to come from some sort of medieval mindset or um ah the rich people have short green grass i don't know i feel like if anything you would want a a yard that is lush and and full of vegetation almost like a forest because everybody everybody i mean not everybody but people tend to uh prefer land pieces of land that have chunks of forest on them but why do those people still have yards this is what i'm saying just put the forest right up to your house yeah like they cut away wise and then they don't just let it be like crappy wild grass they you know till it and then plant grass seed or put sod down and then start with something fancy i I don't get it conspiracy theory Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. It's all about the industry. It's all about the money. Follow the money. Yeah. They figured out a long time ago that you can uh once you have people believe that they have to have a perfectly manicured lawn, then they will pay whatever money you ask them to get the chemicals and the machinery and the proprietary vegetation. But I think for, for some reason, like I, st- although we're not consistent right now with mowing our yard, cause we just have so much stuff going on in our lives. Like, so it gets a little kind of gunky between mows, but it, it is a sense of pride. I still think it's nice to pull in front of my house, pull in the driveway and there's nice cut green grass in front. It does. It feels good. I don't know why, but that, yeah, Probably cause we've been trained that way. Yeah. I will, and then I go to your house and I see shitty long grass, and I think, <laughs> oh my God, how many snakes are in this grass? Maybe that's why they cut it short to keep the snakes. Well, out. there is the safety reason for keeping vermin at bay, I suppose. I will tell you this. Uh, well, let me ask you: Have you ever let your yard get so out of control that when you mowed it, it killed your your lawnmower because the grass like, was so thick. Like like killed the mower like it was done forever. No, no, no. Like just that it, like... it wouldn't cut the grass. Yeah. So you want to know the answer to that? How to fix that? Yeah. Mow your yard backwards. <laughs> backwards. Yeah, I was told this by my neighbor and it actually worked. So if you pull if you have really tall grass, because it happened in my backyard one time last year, and he said that if I pulled the mower instead of pushed it that it would it would cut it up better so i don't know if it has to do with the the rotation of the mowing blade and you're by going backwards you're going the direction the blade is spinning and so it's easier for it or i don't know what it is but i didn't do it the whole time i just kind of fought with it you know like you go like two steps it makes the clunky noise and actually i bagged it if you bag it you're fine you can have your grass as thick as you want because it goes up in the bagger but you know those times when I was like, fuck you, bagger, I don't want to empty you, then those that's when I would mow backwards. I feel like this is some sort of weird lawn care physics that I have not been privy to uh, in the past. And it also speaks to my general uh, lack of, I guess, what, I don't know, how of just house care knowledge home care knowledge 
Um, I have this theory that over time, like my grandfather, I feel like I feel like it, either one of my grandfathers could probably fix just about anything you set you sat in front of them. Yeah. Uh, and then my father could fix some things, but the the ability had degraded. And then my older brother had some knowledge, but his abilities had had lessened. And then it gets down to me, and I can screw in a light bulb. But the rest Bye. the rest of that home care knowledge has just kind of I, we've lost it through uh, generational evolution. So that's the thing, like uh, less less this in this case it's less reward less risk so you know you can't fix anything that means you also don't you know my dad could fix stuff and he chopped the end of his finger off in the the radiator fan of his volkswagen bug as he was working on it wow the tip, tip of his finger yeah you know those kind of injuries happen when you do work but when you're lazy asses like us you don't get hurt like i'm never going to go fix my air conditioner so i'm not going to get either electrocuted or killed by a fan or whatever else can happen this is true. I, so we live the safer life. Well, and I also there's there's an inversion of knowledge too, as as mechanical and home care knowledge has has degraded. Uh, my knowledge of say how to pop open a desktop computer and change components inside. I mean that's something that I know my I know the elder family members were not really keen would not have been able to do um so there's just this like shifting of of knowledge and but you know my car breaks down my my ability to fix a computer that's not really going to help me much yeah so i think there's this uh relationship between the new society and how trade skills are going away we actually yeah we watched that together didn't we the on uh, cbs sunday morning they were talking about the decline of trade skills and i I think that that applies here that you know we well i don't really have book knowledge but you know we have smarts in other ways but you know we can't go fuck i can't build a house i can't do most anything my neighbor (laughs) my neighbor has been building a patio for two months for two months yeah and so i mean like the man is outside every day like taking this handheld tamper thing like I'm backing up from a microphone because I'm using my hands in that motion, but he's tamping the ground to build this patio, like get the dirt perfect, get the sand down, tamp that, put the bricks down and then, you know, got to cut stuff and do things. And there was a point in my life about a year ago where my wife and I were convinced that, uh, that we could build a patio. Like we wanted to build a patio <laughs> and we we're like, yeah, we can do this. And, uh, how ambitious like, we're going to, we're going to build a patio sometime. And then I saw him build a patio and he's way smarter than I am. <laughs> and it took him forever. I'm like, there's no way I can build a patio. Yeah. I, I will pay the extra thousand bucks in labor or whatever to get somebody to build it. I, uh, yeah, I just that's not for me. I it it amazes me because I've I for some reason we've always had neighbors. <laughs> Maybe it's not that we've always had neighbors. It's just other people are way smarter 
concerning their their um, construction abilities. But we've always had neighbors who were able to build. Like we had somebody move in next door to us. They tore down the house's old deck and rebuilt a new one within like two days. To me, that's a project that would have that would have. I mean, I might as well have been trying to. fly around the world in a hot air balloon. Like it it was such a, that would be such a daunting task to me. I, I was just trying to fix, not even fix. I was trying to replace the faucet in our kitchen sink last year. Steven, I, (laughs) because when I get stressed, I get sleepy. This is, this is something that's happened to me for years. Did you fall asleep underneath the I sink? I literally fell asleep fix, trying to fix a pipe under our sink. My wife walked wow. in, heard me snoring, thought I was joking, and I was my ass was completely asleep under the sink. And then she probably was like, oh my God, nobody can fall asleep under the sink. He's dead! <laughs> He's dead! Um, I had an emergency one time where... I was going out of town the next day and I discovered at about 7:30 on a Sunday night that my garbage disposal was spraying water everywhere. Oh. Um, so you turn on you turn on the sink, turn on the garbage disposal and it had like holes in the, the outside of it. I don't know if something got ground up in there and it tore it up or what happened. But so it was spraying underneath like it was spraying yeah. water under the sink. Yeah. Yep, it was. And um, then the other thing is that uh, I had a house full of family. Like, so my sister and her whole family was there. So I'm leaving. I got to get this thing fixed. It's like 730 at night. So I go to the store with my brother-in-law. We pick out a garbage disposal, come back home. Cannot for the life of us get the old one off. And I'm way too fat to lay under a sink. Because, you know, like the, the cabinet, the way it splits, like it's just too narrow right. to get through. And so I'm like scrunched, like I get claustrophobic, freaking out. And I cannot get this damn thing to come off. And I am just like, I think it was about 12.15 in the morning before we finally got it replaced, back together and confirmed it was functional. Um and I was just mad. Like I would rather pay someone a hundred dollars to come install a stupid garbage disposal and be done with it in like 20 minutes. <laughs> just, just watch them, uh, patiently, uh, from a distance. Don't, don't involve yourself. Uh, stay out of the way as, as my parents would have told me as a kid and, um, kindly pay them the money and thank them for their, their, their job well done. And, you know, the 15, 20 minutes it took them compared to the epic grueling process that would have been Steven under the sink. Yeah. And it was Steven under the sink. (laughs) Oh my God. Like I still right now want to go find that garbage disposal and punch it. (laughs) (laughs) She's so mad. And then immediately go to the, go to the, uh, urgent care to fix your, your broken nut hand. Did you say nut? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to punch it with my nut. That brings new meaning to the phrase, bust a nut. <laughs> when you get angry, you just, 
you just uh, angrily dry hump whatever has ma- made you mad. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I think that's been about. Uh, this is awkward. I'm just saying this. It's not doesn't have to be in the <laughs> doesn't have to be in the show. But <laughs> Are you gonna talk more about your nut? Because no. so no, I was gonna say it's been a it's been about 15 minutes, a little longer. Um, so I didn't so just putting some space in the in the <laughs> we didn't talk about what we were gonna do with the the breaks. <laughs> so I'm just making it. Oh, that's really weird. I'm making it awkward. Uh. I designate this should not be a break. This is going to have to be in the tape. (laughs) All right, guys. Now it's time for us to go ahead and take our first break. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. See you in a little bit. How you feeling? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Oh, I feel fine. All of the time. Ooga, 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 ooga. Hey, why did? Uh, can Can I ask you a question? <laughs> why, when whoever I don't know who invented that particular cheer? Are we back from our break now? Is I think so. I don't know. I wandered back into the recording studio. Is all right. Is is I would you would consider that a cheer, right? That's like a children's yep. cheer. Yep. No, it's a high school cheer. Well, that's even worse because why would they have decided to use stereotypical caveman noises in a in a cheer? The ooga. I've never heard of a caveman saying ooga. Like oog. I've heard of him say ug. Yeah, oog, ug, but not ooga. Ooga. So what is no. where does that no. come from? No. Where, so no. So okay. So maybe I'm weird, but I want you to explain to me. Well, we know that. I want you to explain to me where that where that phrase comes from and why that has to be a part of that cheer. Why did like? It's not a phrase. It's a word. Uga. Okay. But okay. Uga uga uga. Put more than one one word together and it's a phrase. Where did that phrase come from? Can you see what my eyes are doing right now? <laughs> I'm like rolling them at you because you're I annoying. Genuinely want to know. It bugs me. Google that shit. I will. Yeah, that awkward awkward pause. Yeah, because you're not going to Google it, yeah, and you'll have to I'm, find out. I'm using. You know the really the real one that uh, bothered me was the uh, uh banana cheer because that was like the most phallic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is that the right word? Phallic cheer ever. Well, so, so did that exist? Uh, banana, uh, uh, banana. You peel it to the left and you peel it to the right and then you uh, take a bite. Like, I don't know. It seems like something that uh, some celebrity did to us, some stripper did to a celebrity. Didn't she take a bite of his banana? I think I saw that on the news. Speaking of which, did you hear that Anthony Weiner just got sentenced to jail? Like 21 months. After all these years? Yeah. I don't know. He probably just had. He probably just getting it. Kept getting it extended or whatever. Not his wiener. I'm not talking about getting his wiener extended. I'm talking about the case, Luke. <laughs> the wiener case. Yeah, that's called a condom, Stephen. We can use adult words. All rise for the case of State versus Wiener. 
Are you still Googling Ooga? I'm trying to. There's apparently some sort of share song called Ooga Boo. I'm I don't I'm I don't know about that song. Uh that's what? the only thing that's coming up. So Oh, you're gonna have to find a better internet. We'll uh we'll call that one to be continued and come back later. So then I had a fr- a good friend in high school whose family no joke was uh their family was Cox and they married somebody with the last name of Beaver. So So it was the Beaver Cox wedding. So do you think there were a lot of Cox in the Beaver party? I don't know. Was there a fox in the hen house? So, <clears throat> but there was a cat in the cradle and the silver spoon. I don't know what's happening right now. We're just quoting things. So, damn it, Stephen! I had something to tell you, and you distracted me with the cocks. My pants are still on, Luke, just for anyone who can't see, which would be everybody who's listening. But Luke always does get distracted by the cocks. <sighs> Damn it. Luke, do you think there's a correlation between flaccid penis size and erect penis size? <laughs> do you, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just really wanted to ask that for shock value. We can move on now. Uh, but it's going to be on the tape. We're sticking it. <laughs> that's a Stick blooper for sure. No, that's a real life you can't, part of the you video. Can't keep, of the thing. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so this has gone off the rails. Let's rein it in. Was it ever actually on the rails? I feel like it was at some point. We had rails. I they, don't think we're rich enough. For they were yet. like bumper. They were the bumpers at a, at a, our mm. version of rails or bumpers at a bowling alley is what I'm saying. So you're saying we're either five or handicapped <laughs> or maybe both possibly, you know, bumpers were not a luxury that I remember having. Didn't they have like the inflatable bumpers when we were kids at our bowling alley? Like Ye- the first bowling alley they had, like they had to go like, like you know, they came up and out of the ground. They like blew them up with, with air, filled them with air. I don't remember the only ones that I, I- think that- Oh, oh, yeah, at the old, old, yeah, at the old. Yeah, the old bowling alley. Yeah. That was cool, but that was, you know, you always felt shitty even asking for bumpers in that case. You're like, hey, can I get bumpers? And like, oh, let me go inflate the big bags I put in there. And now it's like, can I have bumpers? They press two buttons and they pop up. So when they were inflating the bumpers, was it, man, I don't remember how that whole process worked where they it wasn't like they had a like a bike pump and we're sitting there pumping it up where no i don't actually i don't really remember how it happened either but i know that it had to get inflated i will tell yeah. you this old school bowling alley in our hometown was the first place where i had mozzarella sticks and Whoa. uh and also the first place I ever saw the the pull tab lottery tickets. Mm. Like Doing I, lots of money on those? No, but I saw people spend a shit ton of money on those. Like just seeing like just piles and piles of those tickets on the tables while while everyone yep. was bowling. Yep. Good times. Well, some bowling alleys or some places where they do the pull tabs, they have to like tell you what prize is left. So if you know there's, you know, 
27 tickets left and there's a $500 prize, you're buying $27 worth of tickets. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like they'll have on the board as they cash in. Like, so if you come to cash in your $20 prize, they'll mark off the $20 prize on the thing. And that was in Minnesota where they did that. So I don't know if that's like a state law only there, but yeah, they had to, you know, so they have the whole batch when they open up the whole box, they, you know, write out all the prizes that are in there. And then as things get kind of flushed out, you know, what's left. Minnesota pool tabs. Yep. Did you ever coming soon to a state near you? (laughs) Be a good band name. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota pool tabs. Yeah. Did did you did you ever drop your bowling ball? Whoa, hey. I was young when that happened. <laughs> were people did, were were you embarrassed when when people saw your ball drop? That's really loud. I had a friend, I don't remember who that actually threw their ball backwards one time. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were coming up to wind up and whoop, backwards it went. And then you know, we were sitting what we felt was a safe distance, but after the bowling ball dropped, we felt like we should run for our lives. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's as a kid, that's as close to a, like a sports, uh, like a sports fatality that you could get is like one of your dumbass friends dropping a bowling ball or launching it from, from their hand like backwards at you while you're sitting there trying to figure out how to keep score at the very least. Isn't it so much nicer now that you score is done electronically? Yeah. Well, you're talking to the guy that has like a math phobia. So hell yeah. I never, I still don't figure out sometimes exactly how they calculate a bowling score. If it's a spare, it's the previous ball. If it's a strike, it's the previous two balls, right? I think. Uh, you know what's weird to me about bowling? I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> I'm first. What's weird about There's, bowling? When you're fancy pants bowling, they have different wax patterns they put on the lane. Oh, yeah. So that so that when you throw your ball, you have to know that like that one has the, I'm making this up, the double X, triple chromosome, uh, delta, delta wax pattern. <laughs> That's the one that will actually like crawl up off the floor and stop your ball with its bare hands. Yeah. It's a bad, that's the bad, that's my favorite. I always get that lane that has that one. (laughs) Did you ever, did you ever cross the line? I mean, I know you cross the line all the time, but did you ever cross the foul line when you were bowling? Uh, Yeah. And then the buzzer goes off. Yeah. And I just remember as a kid thinking that that was aside from dropping the ball behind you that was like the most embarrassing thing that you could do while you were bowling but that was until i fell down have you ever fallen down while you're bowling like fallen down in the into the lane no well like just i don't even know how it happened i feel like it just felt like my feet slipped out sideways from under me as i was, so was like the like the fred flintstone whoop, whoop, whoop. pretty much i fred flintstoned it right on my face that 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 sounds like it comes right out of a urban lip, dictionary sex move. Exactly. <laughs> Give him the old Fred Flintstone right on the face. <laughs> Let's uh what would that be? What would the Fred Flintstone be? Would it be 
I feel like it would be something fuzzy. <laughs> what is your problem, Luke? What? We're talking about a high, this is a hypothetical sex thing. Okay. Fuzzy. That's all we got. Fuzzy. Well, I, I, well, what you, you tell me, what do you think it would be? Maybe you just use your feet to drive the car. (laughs) But, uh, I think we've had another productive episode. So thanks Luke for collaborating with me and I'm Steven and that's, I'm Luke. And this is the segue, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, I'm not recording anymore. Done. Thanks for listening to The Segway, created and produced by Stephen Knittel and Luke Hessler. 